couple days ago, there was a girl, and it was time for her to become an adult, though she didn't know it at the time. She ventured into the forest on no particular errand, with no particular goal but an afternoon's diversion. She stumbled upon a vision of herself, a selfish, lonely, hostile child. As her senses gave way to fantasy and the world tingled around her, she fought. She fought to stay conscious, but more than that, she fought to remain herself. She fought to keep that feral little girl in her heart, to make it through the ordeal unchanged. When her failure was complete, she was grateful for it. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your Pharaoh cat. Hello, Pharaoh cat. I trust that the sun has bestowed its blessings upon you today, Kirsten? It has. That is my doing. You're welcome. Thank you. Also with us, we have Kathleen. So I've heard that you've got the upper kingdom on lockdown. What's the status with the lower kingdom right now? Right now, you're not allowed to ask about the lower kingdom. Rad. Other things we don't ask about. Nick. Hi. Hello, Nick. I thought, well, I'm not saying anything because we're not asking about it. You know, good instinct. (laughs) And his coming was foretold by the stars. It is Bill. I've heard of pharaoh cats, but this is ridiculous. Ha 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 ha. That's our Bill. Good one. (laughs) Waka waka. Waka fucking waka. All right, previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party made their way into the depths of an ancient temple, one that was built to house a grove of bat bells. The pollen was thick on the air, and the ancient enemy of mankind, the spirit of the bat bell pollen, whatever that might be, turned on the party, and between showing them horrific visions, and actually trying to kill them with blades. It put them through the ringer, but eventually with uh, a very cool poison-type spell by Seal and a very big fire-type spell by Cobb. Antissa. Antissa. The bat bells were cleared out of the ancient Hrathmus temple. And... I believe we are looking at our party as they emerge from the temple, which is much easier to navigate now that it is not full of pollen. Now that it is mostly on fire. It's mostly on fire. Just a little bit. In fact, you can still see plumes of fire coming out of the mountainside if you look. I assume Tissa looks. Mm -hmm. The sky is clear, upsettingly clear, and... At the risk of method acting, the sun is blazing. The jungle all around you is chirping and creaking and whooshing as the wind flies through the broad, waxy leaves of the trees here. And it is, if I recall correctly, shortly after midday. Well, I think I've had enough of these plants forever. Did you get everything you need, Cecile? Cat, are there even... You on purpose described no bat bells. Are there any... Did they all go away? 
Oh, there are still bat bells outside the temple. Cool. Yeah. Okay. There's still a there's still a small grove growing beside the entrance of the temple. I'm assuming the ones in the temple were all destroyed. Cool. Okay. I suppose it's all I can carry. So it'll have to do. Then it I guess it will. Let's go, everybody. How long does Penelope stay unconscious? I don't know. Oh, that's right. Penelope is. That's uh, right. I did totally conk out. Yeah, <laughs> Cobb is probably carrying her then. <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Your GM forgot that one of you was unconscious. <laughs> well, where's the party headed next? Tissa's head is not feeling great. She's very scattered into. At, let me check into both of her pools have a high scatter. She, like, was having a bad time, like, sort of in the fight itself. She kind of, like, stops and... Where... Where do we go? Well, there's still the Back to the village. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah. I guess the the three biggest options in front of you right now are to return to Pavilion, to find a place in the jungle to make camp, or to make the hike all the way back to Hushwave City. What's the difference in amount of time between Pavilion and Hushwave City if we decide to go the full way? Oh, Pavilion's only at most a couple hours, and Hushwave is a couple hours out from that. You'd probably get back to Hushwave around nightfall. Well, there's still the matter of my missing daughter. I plan on heading back home. If you all want to take your leave back at Pavilion, feel free. Well, I I really would like to... We do still need to find her, but I don't think we're in any real shape to do that much more exploration today. We left that person... But did we leave... That was a person, right, that we left there? Well, Isabella wasn't up here. Maybe she is Maybe she is back in town. But I guess we can keep an eye out on her. Uh, we can keep an eye out for her as we head back. Um, yeah. All right. So if the plan is to go back to Hushwave City, I will say that uh, Penelope will be, if she's just happily snoozing away on Pollyanna's back, she'll be back with us by the time we get there. Alrighty. Uh, before we do, I want to roll. <laughs> uh, I got one success and one edge on adaptability medicine, thinking uh, I probably don't have a whole lot useful to wake somebody up from total scatter, but like putting together a couple things I have to make, like smelling salts or something, and trying to wake her up. Yeah. Um, give me a roll. It's going to be a difficult roll, but I don't think it's unreasonable for you to have something that'll, like, snap someone a little bit out of a dissociative state. Um. So I, I rolled one success, one edge. Could I convince you that this also leans into my key of charity? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. All right, cool. That gave me one more success. So two successes, one edge. I was actually going to say the difficulty was three. So 
You know what? It snaps a person out of a dissociative state, but it is not particularly good for them. And it will basically return one scatter and deal one damage. Alrighty. If you keep the edge success. Do I kill you if I do that? Um, you do not. Okay. I am at eight, so I'm... (laughs) Then I suppose since I would be doing this without your uh, expertise on how healthy you feel, I'm going to do it. Okay. Penelope kind of snaps. Oh, Oh, God, that's awful. What what is that? Oh. Uh, Pocket junk. Lots of um, Mm. it. Sorry. Pocket. Mm. <laughs> oh, Penelope kind of like holds her head, feeling like the worst headache she's ever felt. Like, oh God, this is worse than a hangover. How many hangovers has Penelope experienced? She's like five. <laughs> she's 19. She's had a couple. She did go out drinking with Wotha maybe more than once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Wotha. I think the yeah. time where we went on an adventure and then I went for like an impromptu haircut probably woke up not feeling the best the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's <laughs> absolutely fair. So the plan is just to beeline back to Hushwave, is that right? Or is the plan to dip into the pavilion, see what Canel's up to, and then go back to Hushwave? Sounded like everyone except me wanted to go to pavilion, so I'll, I'll follow them. All right. So a couple hours later... I'm not going to do a jerk thing to you on the road because that would be... Uh, we see a big bee and we swat it away. <laughs> there's there's an enormous bee. There are actually very large bees here. They seem normal to Cecile, who's lived in this area for a very long time. But uh, to Penelope, they're like three to four times bee-sized. Very fat. Huge bees? Huge bees. These bees seem normal-sized to me. They do. They absolutely do. I don't know why I said that out loud. You probably saw Penelope just gazing at the bees like, holy (laughs) shit. What? Yeah, you're not stoned. The bee is really that big. Yeah, bugs are big around these parts. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Kathleen. Mm Hmm? A concept pops into Tissa's head unbidden. Hurry back before it happens. Okay, Tissa is going to make an adaptability athletics roll to hurry back. So the party is walking, and then, like, suddenly Tissa just starts screaming up speed. <laughs> oh, man, and she got two successes. She's doing well. <laughs> Tissa's fucking motoring. <laughs> Without explaining a thing, Tissa just fucking does a zoom. T- Tissa, t- like, Cobb looks around really nervously. <laughs> Is there, what's going on? Is there something around here? I didn't hear anything. We have to, um... Pollyanna starts trotting to keep up. We have to hurry, we have to hurry, we have to hurry back. We have to, um... Oh, okay, well, um, come on then, everybody. Um, well, so what should be alarming to the rest of the party is that Tissa is not heading in quite the right direction. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, um, Tissa? Uh, it isn't, isn't where, it where are we going? That way? What, um, 
And she just sort of stops. Where, where are you headed? I, I thought that it would, it's not. Where, where, where are we? Pollyanna gives Tissa a nudge. Uh, um, mm. do you want to, do you want to hop on here with me? Is, um, oh, oh, okay. Penelope extends a hand and, and helps Tissa, um, up onto Polly's back. Not too long after this, we encounter the sleepy village of Pavilion. It is hot and sunny and seems like everyone in the village is out and about. The marketplace is lively, people walking to and fro. There's a performance going on in the amphitheater. Looks like a quartet of musicians that you can hear pretty soon after coming close to the village itself. I think Penelope's going to roll Sensitivity Humanity to see if Tissa seems to relax as we ride to town or if she gets more anxious or like what her behavior is like as we get, as we arrive into town. Okay. Oh, two successes, two edge. Kathleen, what does that mean? Um... She is definitely very out of her head. Also, like, definitely has gotten some pollen. She's not herself in a bunch of ways right now. I think Penelope kind of leans over and is like, you kind of how I feel. Do you want to try some of the whatevers? It's not super pleasant, but kind of helps... You feel a little more. Do you want some of Cecile's pocket junk? (laughs) I promise it will hurt you. I don't think she really responds. I think that she's sort of looking off somewhere. Penelope does pass a water flask back, though. (laughs) And she sort of like fumbles at it with one hand. And I don't know, probably some gets in her mouth. Good job. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good jobs, Cobble, what do, what think? Can I get some thoughts and feelings from our captain, please? Well, Cobb is very concerned about the health and safety of his two crew members, but also did say that he would go help Cecile find Isabella. But Cobb really can't go anywhere when Tissa and Penelope are like this. So I'm hearing that as a vote for staying here the night? Yeah, that's Cobb. That's going to be a vote for uh, staying here the night. Okay. Uh, Penelope, Tissa, your votes? Um, yeah, what time of day is it? It is uh, around the dinner hour. Penelope is not feeling the greatest and also... Seeing how Tissa is not herself, probably going to suggest, you know, finding a place to to settle in for the night. Um, Is Tissa aware enough to have a vote right now? Uh, At this moment, no. Um, Cecile wants to go back to Hushwave, is outvoted. Um, 
How do we all feel about that? Do we want to play this out? Do we want to just call it a night here and resume traveling in the morning? If Cecile does want to keep going, Cobb is more than willing to give him like all the provisions and stuff that, that he can spare. I was just going to say this could be, and you know, we can cut this out and maybe do it in character, but this could be like, I just stubbornly refuse and go off on my own. And, you know, at some point you guys find my uh, bloated corpse or something. (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, both true to how to how we play the game and the game itself, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, there is Cecile's corpse. Huh. Okay. I think we should fight it out in character a little bit. Okay. Okay, so uh ding ding ding, let's fight. <laughs> um I I don't think Tissa and I are really equipped to travel much beyond here. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think I'm good for much else. You can't sit on a horse a few more hours? Or it's, it's, we'll get there before oh. the sun even sets. Like like just riding a horse is just sitting on a horse. Have you ever been on a horse? I've been on more than one horse. All right. Well, then you know that it takes more than just sitting on it. She's not uh, a, a horse. Thanks, Tissa. <laughs> this, <laughs> Tissa Cla- is correct. Cloud Oaks. <laughs> Thanks, Tissa. That's right. It's even harder. Cloud Oaks, like, you need even more skill. So- You're the one who calls her a horse all the time. <laughs> nope, nope. It's in character time. Cat needs to step back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, friends, we did a whole lot dangerous together, and if this is where we need to split up, I firmly enjoyed our time and appreciate everything you did, but I need to ensure the safety of my daughter, and I suppose if we didn't find her here, there's a very good chance she's back where I expect her to be, at home. Okay. And I can't— Okay, okay. We can't let you just go off on your own. That's that's also not something that's going to happen. Hmm. Huh, okay, okay. Since you think writing is so easy, I, I'll i be willing to give it a try. Um, if Penelope rolls a writing check plus adds from her key competition because the gauntlet has been <laughs> laid, can I use that to make a smooth, like a smooth ride for me and Tissa? I mean, yeah. I don't, Kirsten, I don't understand your plan. If Penelope, if you're willing to put in the effort, I can also help carry Tissa. I can. Willing to put in the effort? What does that mean? It means, Someone... it means you're wounded and not doing great. Oh, okay. I'm still but... a little bit testy because apparently some people think Writing is easy. She kind of gives a side eye again. Friends, you bicker among yourselves. I am going to start packing my things in a way that is easier for solo travel. All right. All right. We we can do this. We got this. Tissa, you're, you're, you're comfy back there? Um, 
That's all you're going to get. <laughs> I'll go get some extra water and see if I can't get some sort of uh, painkiller or some uh, medicine, something to make it a little easier. Oh, um, the researcher. Oh, yes, yes. I will check in on them as well. And I think while you're checking in, Penelope might get a couple like blankets and things and make a, a little bit more of a comfortable riding position for Tissa, being as we didn't really have time to do that much beforehand. So. Yeah, she's got a bit of a bee in her bonnet at the current present moment. And with the size of the bees here. Yeah. Bees here are huge. Yeah, in that case, then Cobb is going to go like, I imagine they have some sort of local apothecary or other chemist or something who Cobb can get some, if nothing else, like, I don't know, do they have aspirin or ibuprofen here in this setting? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of, like, painkillers. This place is on the cutting edge of botanical science, so. Hmm. Yeah, Cobb will grab, um, he'll get some of the good stuff and just some, like, quote-unquote over-the-counter type things as well. And I think on your way back to the party, you do um, you do bump into Canel, who is seated in the same place where you left them last, <laughs> just writing frantically in a notebook, sitting on one of the stone benches of the amphitheater, listening to the music. Hi, Canel, are are you what? still what? there? What? what? Uh, no, I was in a room for a while. Don't know how that happened. You doing okay? Yeah. All right. Well, the crew and I we're we're making waves to head back to Hushwave. Are you gonna oh, be okay? Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. And they start just like frantically gathering up papers and notebooks, and definitely more notebooks than they had when you left them here. So they must have done something. But. Uh, Eventually, they get everything tied up and bundled up on their back like an eager school child. And so, okay, all right. I was uh, I was wondering how I was going to get back to the university. <laughs> all right, well, here, come on. We've got to wrangle the rest of them. Okay. Where'd you all go anyway? Uh, we went up to a mountainside cave. It was unfortunate. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. On the way to Hushwave. Please do. Yeah, it um it ran us through the ringer just a little bit. But but we came in. You know what? Let's let's not spoil it now. Let's leave something for the track back. Come on. Yep. Coming, coming. Anybody want a coffee from the hotel? <laughs> you hear a whispering over the Penelope. <laughs> I'm sure one of us does. Canel picks up a cold coffee that they've had sitting next to them that has been untouched while they were in a flurry of writing. Knew I got this for a reason. I know someone who would love that. <laughs> oh. Wow. Look, everybody. Uh, Anybody want a cold coffee? Oh, yes. Penelope shoots a hand down from... Yeah, yeah, here you go. Thank you. Cobb also hands a little a little packet up to Penelope. Take these with that. Mm. Thank you. You doing okay? Mm. Your leg good? Holding in. Holding in. 
take those and stay off that. And uh, sorry about that. It's no worries. It's um, I'm just, you know, glad we made it through. <laughs> uh, don't take too much of that, though. I got the uh, I got the good stuff. Just just one should do you for now. Oh, Penelope was like in the middle of a boat to throw like three down her mouth. Oh, okay. Just the one. Just mm, maybe. Mm. Mm, mm, yeah, okay. Cobb just has that expression on his face like maybe I should not have given her all of them at once. Because, <laughs> you know, Penelope's a model of restraint. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. I will hear of nothing else. Restraint's on her key. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If she uses enough restraint, she can cast her signature spell, Good Behavior. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. All right, well, I'll have to keep an eye on her. Cobb's got a lot of people to keep an eye on. Cobb also hang, uh, heads over to Tissa and gives her, like, a couple of things and, and some water and says, Take one of these with water. It won't make it go away, but it'll make you feel a little better. Okay. And I think that Tissa is, like, sobered up enough and, like, sort of back to wanting to walk again. Because I think I was getting sick of her being quite that out of it. (laughs) Fair. And so she takes them and looks at Canel and sort of, like, after she's done swallowing the pill, sort of, like, rubs her hand on her face and goes, I think I've lost. Lost what? Against the pollen. Oh. I think I lost. I think I'm losing. Maybe I didn't lose yet. Well, well, that's okay. Well, you're still with us. That's a win in my book. Hmm. believe it's time to hit the road and on the way you regale Canil with your stories of daring do and daring don't tales of Frathamus temple and setting it on fire and setting it on fire yeah Canil is visibly distraught at this <laughs> and then within a couple hours you find yourself on the coast again in the lively hush wave city where just down the street from the lodge? Well, from, from the entrance to the city, you can actually see a little bit of the Westbreaker bobbing in the harbor. It's the biggest ship there. It's not hard to miss. And down the street from the lodge, there is a little, but bigger than it ought to be, apothecary building. Well, shall we go check in with everybody then? You didn't take any more of those, did you? No, 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 no. Okay, good. She pulls out the other two. And there's... <laughs> it's all good. So, Bill, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your concerns. Uh, has Tissa sobered up any more by this point? Or was the walk sort of stable state? I think the walk is sort of stable state. I think that she's still, like, she's got three scatter into her pull. She's got nine scatter otherwise... She has the ancient enemy of humanity in her head. I just don't think it's going well for her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Cecile has been at nine scatter since the temple and 
clearly is just leaning into being a stubborn old jerk. Um, so I think like as soon as we get here and I've got eyes on the apothecary, I, regardless of what people saying, I'm just kind of marching forward. Hmm. Can I get sensitivity rules from everyone, please? Choose any skill you like. And tell me what your character is paying attention to right now. Um, I think I'm still keeping an eye on Tissa. So sensitivity, humanity. Okay. Yeah, Cobb is absolutely sensitive to humanity, is paying attention more to everybody else than... I mean, he's also paying attention to uh, Cecile, so he's not only looking at Penelope and Tissa. Tissa's going to roll sensitivity mid-ranged weapons. She has (laughs) a thing that is her focus most of the time when she needs something to focus on, and it's about six feet tall. Okay. (laughs) Not the answer I expected. It it should have been. Should have been the answer I was expecting, but it wasn't. Tom also rolled very well and got three successes. I got one edge success. Okay. Uh, Tissa looks like she got two successes. Hmm. Uh, I'm rolling sensitivity medicine to try to, like, catalog... Everything I have with me, everything I have back at the apothecary, things that I can use to dole the scatter pain and scatter consequences for all of us. Okay. And I rolled very well. I got three successes and an edge. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know absolutely just the thing. It's a couple ingredients from your half of the shop and a couple ingredients from hers, and <laughs> everything will be just fine. Everything will be right as rain. And let's see. What Tissa notices is that there is something in Tissa's brain that is attracting her attention to one of the mid-range weapons she carries. The javelin that Theo gave her. Oh. So I think that she, like, with one hand is holding onto the spear, the other hand sort of, like, grabs the other one, is looking at it, and maybe ends up sort of doing a double walking stick sort of motion for a little bit. Ooh. Those of you who are paying attention to Tissa will notice that Tissa is twice as armed as usual. <laughs> this is this is what happens when I just give you all free reign, and that's fine. <laughs> so you open the door to the apothecary. A little bell rings. It's that kind of place. It is smaller than it looks from the outside to conceal the half of the building that belongs to the night. And there is a girl sitting behind the counter. She has her hair pulled back and up. She's got a big old flower tucked behind her ear. She's dressed in comfortable summer clothes and she is leaning over the counter over what looks like a game of some kind of board game, something chess-ish. That's what it's called is chess-ish. Oh, yeah. Let's call it something I can't possibly say more than once. (laughs) Uh, Locally here, we call it chishish. Thank you. I can probably say chishish once I get one. But across the counter from her is Fulquin, still dressed in tropical mode, bright, loud colors, big sundress, losing at a board game with somebody who's paying more attention to it than she is. 
Oh, hey. She turns and looks and says, hi, everyone. How's it going? And Isabella looks up and says, there you are. Me. Ho, ho, ho. That's real rich. Is it? And she stands up and she slams her hands down on the counter. <laughs> you. I went for a walk and was back by nightfall. Where the hell did you go? We went looking for you. We heard you made it all the way to Pavilion, to a hotel there. That's quite yeah. the walk. How far out of town walk. did you You just said you went for a walk. Already changing like, your story. It's an miss? expression. I was back, but... I'm not, I'm not accepting this from you. You're not hurt? Of course not. Did you find any of the pollen? A little bit. Sold half of it to a researcher and went shopping. She shrugs. Um, is Canil walking in with us? No, Canil left to go to the university. All right. Just as soon as they saw the road to the university, they dipped. <laughs> they have many papers to write. Mousy seemed to uh, have been up for several months. No. Mm. Uh, seemed pretty together. The other half I put in the back with the rest of your stuff. I am going to stomp into the back room and disappear out of this scene for a few moments. <clears throat> I suppose he can't help it. I think Penelope turns to Isabel and kind of like, Dads, am I right? <laughs> Cobb kind of stumbles in here. You cannot believe how relieved I am to see you right there. Holy crap. <laughs> Cobb like visibly untenses and just kind of like slumps over somewhere in a corner. Oh, thank. Oh. It looks like you didn't fight it, so that's or me. That's look. Everybody, sit down. And she sighs and starts bustling around the apothecary. Oh, thank, thank you. I don't know what he dragged you into, but you all look a mess. We we fought the pollen. It's a uh, it's a long story. She takes a long look at you. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And goes back to bustling around the place and eventually dips into the back. Like, is the seal behind his counter in the back, or has he disappeared somewhere? Oh, I'm putting things together. Yeah, if she walks in, I'm behind the bar, but I am like frantically opening and closing uh, cabinets, finding things. Uh, and what is out on the bar top already is a little terrarium with a whole swarm of bees inside of it. <laughs> she hands you the two ingredients from her half of the store that you need for this. You're a mess. You understand I... Thought you had gone up there and disappeared. I know. Hmm. But if you'd come back before nightfall to check. How were the rest of them? Are they worth their salt or a bunch of amateurs? I see they can't play chashish for shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she's, uh, she's no good at it. But uh, <laughs> we had a good time. We... Uh, and she pauses for a second. 
we had a good time. And this is strange because she doesn't normally hang out with people her age. She's usually busy working. Yeah, or smile for that matter, because she's also usually busy being pretty goth and angsty. Yeah. We we found some bat bells. We picked up some pollen. uh, And she points to a little vial on the shelf. Sold some, went shopping, had a picnic. Normal stuff. You didn't breathe any of that in, did you? Oh, more than I should have. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose I worried without knowing that you would take care of things yourself. You have been doing that for quite some time, haven't you? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. No time you figured it out, huh? And she starts mixing up the thing that you were gathering ingredients for. What about these out-of-towners? How'd they treat you? They're an odd bunch. They (laughs) have been to a lot of places. They've done much, but seemingly they have never interacted with the things that we call normal. They're going to freak out seeing that they have to get stung by the bees. They're going to hate it. (laughs) Every one of them, I guarantee. It's not so bad. Do you want to tell them that? Two-thirds. Two-thirds. That's my bet. I'll take that bet. What's on the table? Which one of us has to apologize? And make dinner. It's a deal. And I reach my hand out that has, like... Pieces of glass still in it. <laughs> she stares at your hand and she makes a very familiar eye roll and irritated grunt. Like this is, this is the same Isabella. Ugh, give me that. And she starts trying to pull pieces of glass out of your hand. It's a deal though. Good. You know, I saw you up there. When I was <clears throat> not myself. It's very upsetting. You were doing something out of... Something you wouldn't do. You wouldn't have done. Something I appreciate has never crossed your mind, I would imagine. Well... Isabella, did you do any of it yourself? Did you have an experience? She just kind of freezes while she's pulling shards of glass out of your hand. Uh... Uh, yes. Yes. I'm okay, though. Oh, I see. No, I had friends to look after me. Made sure I had enough snacks, kept me somewhere comfortable. It was a little scary, but I'm fine. Leaning on friends, that's something I never learned how to do. That's, that's your mother. It's important. Honestly, I never learned it either. Uh, and as she's pulling glass out of one hand, I am <laughs> the the mixture that we made. I am putting into the theater in the beehive to get them to start just like nipping at it. Yeah, we're um, we're still pretty messed up, huh, Dad? I suppose we are. 
Well, let's go tell him about the bees. I'm in the mood for fish. You're a sore winner even before you do so. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> if she's walking in front of me, I'm going to walk out behind her and just open the top to the terrarium and let the bees fly out. Crossfire. <laughs> Folkman says, huh, bees. <laughs> I'm not sure how Penelope, what does she think of bees? Um, actually, I'm going to roll understanding survival and see how well Penelope deals with bees. Kat, are you cool with me letting my previous role uh, account for how successful this is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like if I had gotten all four successes, I was going to say like clear out everybody's scatter. But since one of them was an edge, uh, maybe clear it by like four or five. Yeah. And I think the reason for this edge success is that it is a bees cure. (laughs) (laughs) Bees? Bees. So yeah, the bees are released into the room. Isabella sits back down behind the counter and Fulquin looks at them and says, oh, bees. Penelope got two successes and an edge for understanding survival. How does she feel about bees? <laughs> That's, I can't tell you how to feel. I cannot tell you how to feel. Well, I guess is two successes enough for her to kind of realize, like, the more you, like, fuss around, the, the more the bees will get agitated. So better to just sit like Isabel. <laughs> just sit down. You're going to want to let him sting you, by the way. Oh, and don't get oh. stung twice. That would be very bad. Uh, oh. She moves a piece on the board and looks back up at you. Uh, I, I see. Um, Does that bother you? Why didn't you just hold them? This car uh, is like kind of in reflexively swatting at them. Don't, 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 don't. I, I think we just let them sting us, but only once. What if they try to sting us a second time? What do we do? Don't get stung. Uh, I looked at Isabel like it's just common logic. <laughs> yeah. She's got her hands on the desk, but she's extended one finger on one of them. <laughs> I think Penelope is also going to roll Adaptability Athletics to try to, like, prevent more than one stinging of bees. and also maybe help out um tissa so that tissa doesn't get stung by more than one bee as well and three successes penelope is cool as a cucumber penelope is cool as a cucumber i guess if they're just like the bees back home just try to be as calm as you can Secretly, I'm a duck. Don't tell anyone, Tissa. What? What? You know, like ducks, calm surface, paddling underneath. Oh, I, I guess. And Tissa's sort of like. Tissa got an edge success on an adaptability role, and so I think that she probably like, sort of reflexively shrinks a little bit. It's fine. I've got something for the pain. It doesn't hurt that bad. You'll be all right. And Isabella extends another finger against the desk. 
and looks at Cecile. Uh, she looks up to me as I get stung and... <laughs> Ow. Every damn time. <sighs> yeah, you needed it too. Do you not? No. Show off. <laughs> uh, and I reach over onto the board and uh, I make a move uh, on her behalf. Mm. I was about to do that. What do you think I should do, bees? Fulquin is pretty distracted by the bees. <laughs> <laughs> She's not bothered by the bees, but she is distracted by them. <laughs> oh, Falkland. I love Falkland. And as the party gets stung by the bees, the pain brings the world back into focus, and you all lose a bunch of scatter. Huh. And Isabella makes the rounds with a little bit of salve and little bandages, and that kind of clears up the pain pretty quickly. They, thank you. It does feel a lot better. I'm a professional. You're an apprentice. No, you you were right. You, um, yeah. And she looks at you and she gives a placid smile that she must have learned from Folkwin because it's hard to imagine her doing it otherwise and says, I spend most of my time in this half of the building after all. Briefly shoots Cecile a look before looking back <laughs> at the party. How long is it supposed to keep talking to you? I know there was a lot there, but... Uh. Talking. Talking. Um, I bolt back into the back room and I grab the big jar that I had filled up with the pollen and bring it back and put it in front of Tissa um, to try to get Wait, her... Wait, what the hell? You found that much? I wasn't going to minimize your success, but I've still got it. Oh, we found more than that. There was a lot. Okay. Well, you've also got dinner duties, so. Hmm. She shrugs. <laughs> uh, I put it down in front of Tissa. You spoke with it before. Maybe you're able to get something more out of it. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. And Tissa finds some place to lean both of the pole arms. Takes a second, sort of like, starts putting them at the door. No, wait, that's wrong. Um, do you need me to hold those? Do you need someone to hold those for you? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, th yeah. thank you. Oh, this one's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, th I don't know if it's wood. It might be wood. Not, not, the, no, no, um, um, okay. And Kat, what are the spell pieces here? Oh, damn. <laughs> because, like, previously I was doing uh, speaking dunes or something like that. Mm. The spell pieces here are, I think it would be bad of me not to include medicine. Mm -hmm. Help. Hostile. Secret. And Bill, pick one. Mine was going to be secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, Double secret. Catalog. Catalog. Hmm. We'll do with hostile speaking. 
Okay. And Tissa's going to do the same thing that she did before. She's going to sort of stand next to the bottle and sort of let her finger automatic write. So um, the word that pops out this time is emperor. Emperor. That's really different. Mean anything to you? Mm. Not to me. <sighs> well, you just have a seat. You just need to rest somewhere comfortable for a while and Rada's on the way back with snacks. Hmm. And eventually the doorbell rings and Rada walks in carrying like four shopping bags of snacks. Just like gritting their teeth and acting like this is easy. Hey, need, need help with that? Of course not, Penelope. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, if you do, just, just let me know. Yay, snacks! Thank you, Rada. And uh, I think the uh, the kids set about making Tissa a comfortable little stoner nest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I never got to ask what type of nuts these are. Mm. Um, crap. <laughs> Are you talking about the carrots? Mm, no, the the this one in the bread. There's some kind of nut. It's a carrot nut. <laughs> a carrot nut. And I think what I would like to close out on is Isabella looks at her father and says, you're um, going to have to buy a lot of fish. It looks like we're having friends over for dinner. Sorry, this is me not wanting to respond because I think that's a, a better ending than I think anything I would have said. <laughs> All right. Then in which case... I believe it's memory time. Um, definitely Cecile and Isabel talking in the back. <laughs> that was fun and cute. <laughs> just like angrily getting the B preparation ready. And then Isabel's like, here. Um, this is two episodes in a row where Penelope leaned into a key so creatively that I loved mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're using competition yeah. to uh, make sure that you're able to ride the horse back properly. Or that the Kristen <laughs> loves to stretch. <laughs> no, I thought that was really good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> you doubt my riding skills? <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, Tissa being out of it, like, really interestingly done. Very cool. Liked it, liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was a good wind down. Um, I have to say Bees was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Bees was great. 
like, all of the apothecary stuff has been very creative. <laughs> it's great. Can't you check out scummed me uh, with a B at the beginning? I did. I absolutely. I showed you a picture no, wait, of a B. I did. I said that. I gave myself a gun and then I shot it. I gave myself a gun and I shot it. This is why I need to stop having Americans on this podcast. I do like how Cecile just opened the bees. Just like, no, doesn't say anything. Just bees. Just bees now. That was very good. I liked that a lot. (laughs) Isabel just sits down at the counter. Yeah, there's bees. I secretly love the idea that this, like, Isabel goes and just, like, does something for a day and Cecile goes and has, like, a three-day adventure trying to find her for no reason is, like, common practice. <laughs> like, this is just one of many. <laughs> this this will happen two months from now. Like. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, what I had in my head for what happened was Folkwin got on Daybreak, Isabella rode with Rada and Jem, they ducked out into the jungle. They found some bat bells. They got the pollen. They sold it to a researcher. They went shopping. And then they, like, they had a lovely summer afternoon. And then she got back and she's like, where the fuck's my dad? <laughs> Should be back by now. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dumbass adults go, like, <laughs> fight a horror, nearly get themselves, like, dangerously dosed multiple times. <laughs> sort of end up fighting a spirit that is the ancient enemy of humanity and don't quite defeat it. Yeah. Yep. They don't quite, but they kind of do. But they don't quite. But kind of. But kind of. Like, kind of defeat it? We set it on fire, if nothing else. You won the encounter. Yeah. That's not nothing. That was one of the meanest encounters I've done to a party. (laughs) Well, that was fun. I'm so glad you all had fun during this arc. Um, listener, if you, the only thing I can think about is bees. (laughs) Listener, if the only thing you can think about is bees, don't worry about coming (laughs) to our website because you'll be busy. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be too busy, like, recapturing swarms and, like, introducing new queens to queenless colonies yeah. and all of that stuff to go to www.peachgardengames.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though I suppose yeah. you could enlist like all of your charges to see if they could add us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you construct a bee box and post pictures of it on the Bee Gay World Dice Network. Bee Gay Roll Dice. They'll make that joke. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate it. They will make that joke. Multiple people will make that joke. And if that's the kind of thing that delights you, listener, check it out. And um, tell us one more time. First of all, Bill, thank you so much for joining us for an arc. This oh, has been a play. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm going to miss you until Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Whatever the, when do we play? When do we... <laughs> When do we belong to Dylan? (laughs) (laughs) But um, one more time, please tell the listeners, first of all, about the shameful reason why you're not on Twitter. And second of all, about our work with uh, with our overlord. Yeah, I walked into I, I 
I have a bunch of friends in the tech industry and I, I walked into the Twitter office and released a bunch of bees, um, which is where I got the idea actually for this entire character. And I backed out from um, this final scene into the rest of it. So, you know, a uh, you know, no. little peek behind the curtain. Um, oh, yeah. Bill and I arranged the bet like. Yeah. <laughs> while we were still recording Purity and Pearl. Like, it's a cornerstone. <laughs> Sure. I bullied Lindsey Graham, all right? I bullied Lindsey Graham too hard that I can't go yeah. on Twitter anymore. You can find <laughs> things that I do along with Kat, uh, along with the previous guest, Dylan, on Tales from the Tabletop. That is TFTT underscore presents on Twitter and TFTT presents.com. That's TFTT Tales from the Tabletop. We are recording the second season of our big show, Baleheart. Kathleen here is working on editing season one, and episodes will be listenable soon. I can't wait for you all to hear me pretending to be a stoic. <laughs> it's really a fun show. It's got really interesting characters, like just a fun mix of people bringing lots of like stuff that they clearly like know a lot about all into this really cool melange and that's oh. from the person on this planet who has listened to the show more than anyone else. So you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get back from the bank, we'll see you later, listener. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Come listen to Dice or Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fake about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling.